The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! What are we drinking today? Well, one of our listeners, Hey5650 on FetLife, uh, suggested we try an up-perfect Rob Roy. Up-perfect Rob yes, Roy. Yes, of course. It needs to be perfect. Um, and so, I mean, and you know, that's our traditional drink. Like, that's an old school drink from yeah. the early 1900s. Yeah. So, I'm surprised I haven't made it yet. It's true. But I also don't want to use really good, good whiskeys right. to make mixed drinks. Yeah. So, so, we have a blend that we used. And so, it's two parts of whiskey, one part of sweet vermouth, and then a couple dashes of Angostura bitters. And then you serve it with a cherry lime, uh, lemon twist. It's a really pretty drink. Yeah, it is, really. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice. You know, what it does is it softens wow. the whiskey. You know, what it, it softens the whiskey, and I, it, the, when I read the article about this, because uh-huh. I went to um, Cuddy Sark's version of the Rob Roy to mm-hmm. see, they'll say, you this is an all-evening drink. And tasting it, I recognize that there's you know, two parts of whiskey in there right yeah. now. However, it's that kind of drink. You, it doesn't feel like it's too much. No. You can, you can find yourself it. drinking these, a couple of these in the yeah. night. If, if you have a bunch of these or a bunch of Monte Carlos, you know. Yeah, I yeah, think, exactly. I think there's, like, there's like a lane that those early 1900 drinks lived in. They're pretty strong drinks. Yeah, I mean, they, they did. Yeah, they did. And they actually want this served in a the old school champagne glasses the the round ones oh. versus the flutes oh because they, they want you to serve it in the in the shortest glass you can possibly get oh interesting and those are even shorter than these but but and that's just one more thing we'll have to get over time is when we get when we start getting more glassware is some of those traditional champagne glasses oh, that's there's another great thing about those too is the old school champagne glasses you know flutes are great but you don't experience the bubbles like no. you do in a round, champagne glass. very um, shallow, sh- shallow yeah. champagne glass. Now, I know which glasses you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, my dad had them. Right. I remember them as a kid. And I remember drinking milk out of them or something, thinking right. I was like so... Sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. sophisticated. <laughs> no, I like this drink. It's, it's definitely a sipper. Yeah, and it's one of those ones I could see myself easily walking around a party with and having 
Yeah, the Angostura and the Sweet Vermouth really soften the... So you can see whiskey. how you could play with different whiskeys in this, yeah. and it could change the whole spectrum. Yeah, I would never use a single malt in this. Blends, Probably maybe. not blends, but you, you could know. use a heavier blend. Yeah, you, know, you could use Cuddy a Cuddy Sark is pretty mild. Red label, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty mild, and yeah. Johnny Walker might be good, you yeah. know. Something that they also... Cuddy Sark makes a Prohibition... Mm. version of their Cuddy Sark. It's in a black bottle. It's a limited edition. Huh. It's another version of their blend, but it might be have more depth to it. If I think if you found a mixer-type whiskey yeah. that's not peaty, so a blend, and one that uh, it was a little more complex, I think then you'd even have more flavor out of this. Yeah, it's great. So it's good. I like it. I so thank it. you. So... Kink in the News. Today we're going to kind of talk about Kink in the News. I've I've written three different Kink in the News writings recently. And one of them I want to talk about is the most recent one. That basically the BC, the CDC in, the, in British Columbia put out a statement that says, Try glory holes for safer sex during COVID time. That's so interesting. Yeah. And... They're obviously quite concerned about dating and sex and what people are up to. And well, what they don't want you to do is breathe on the other person. Yeah, I mean, if that's, so if but they can... actually say a glory hole. I mean, they yeah. actually. You know, I've I've never ever used a glory hole. Yeah, I've read about them. They don't hold a hell of a lot of appeal to me. Wait, I think they hold appeal for people that. The mystery of not knowing who it is. You don't. Yeah. You don't know a gender or anyone that's right. on the other side. Right. Uh, and maybe you haven't gotten any in a long time, so that's a way to get it yeah. without having to have any contact, contact, or even any human interaction, really, conversation right. or anything. You can look like anything. Right. You know, and so you're not worried about attraction either. You just. It's just one of those. I've been, I, my interest in glory holds has been on the other side, which is I'm interested. Like there was a time when I was interested in taking a slut and putting her in a glory hole situation, making her suck, making cocks. her suck cocks. Oh yeah, right. That would be interesting. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so, so again, like for me, it's like the power thing. I'm not interested in having my cock sucked by a stranger. Yeah. But I am interested in making my slut suck cock. Exactly. It's, it was kind of the interest. But but it's really, it was never really an interest I pursued. Yeah. But I can see the attraction. Exactly. They're talking about, you know, and they, that's one of the things they brought up, but they talk about also not wearing, not kissing, wearing masks, right. condoms, the typical things. But, I mean, they actually said this. So I, it's not a very long article. I just thought I would bring it up that, yeah. You know, they act, the CDC in, in British Columbia actually put Promoting that out, glorious. and they had a video on it, and the person talking about it. So that's that's interesting. So in relation to that, there was another kink of the news where it was about masks while having sex and avoid kissing new people, and this is from Canada again. Um, the top top doctors were saying, and they're just saying skip kissing altogether. Well, you know, COVID nineteen is transmitted through. Inhalation, yes, and or you know sometimes you know it might might end up in your eyes, it might end up in your nostrils, it might end mm-hmm. up in your mouth, and so yeah, wearing a mask to avoid breathing out those those viruses, yep, and avoid kissing because exchange of mucous membranes, right, not a good idea. So I can see that I can see 
I've thought about, you know, I'm glad I'm not dating during I this know. time. I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, sex should be avoided if anyone has COVID symptoms. You know, limiting, they're, they're definitely the health department worried, limiting the amount of alcohol and so you can make safer decisions, mm-hmm. you know. But they are trying to reduce, basically Canada had seen more than 129,000 cases of COVID uh, and had about 9,000 deaths. So they were on high alert. Right. Can you imagine? They're on high alert, and we've had... 200,000 deaths. 200,000 deaths. Right. And our administration can't seem to get on alert yet. No. Yeah. There's no plan. Yeah. So that was interesting. But my favorite one for Kink in the News recently was um, this artist in Cleveland who happened upon 2,000 aged... I'm sure they were prior used somehow, 2,000 dildos. Oh, right. And proceeded in his studio using cement, uh, liquid cement, uh-huh. to, to, and he was up in the rafters of his studio looking down, and he used the dildos standing on, on their ends to standing create, up. standing up, yeah, to create... A picture of Trump. Oh, that's funny. So it's like a major dick face. So major dick face. Dickhead, whatever. <laughs> but it's amazing. You know, some people are like, uh, this is scary how they use dildos things. But they're all you know, he got them from a warehouse or something like that. They're they're you can see the picture of them lying on the ground. They're they're old, you know. Yeah. But the reality is he created so he's trying to put this on the road where he's gonna try to move this pan these to panels. That can be shipped and then put on display in different cities during the campaign. Fascinating. Yeah. Art, art during campaigns is interesting. There was that guy who did those pictures of Obama during the first Obama run. Um, those huge, big, red, white, and blue portraits of Obama. Yes. I can't remember the guy's name, but he became super famous from that. So this might, this might be the same. Well, it's interesting access. art because even at the most recent, I think it was the Michigan rally for yeah. Trump, he used a draft dodging song as an opener song for his rally that's funny and what people are claiming is like was his staff that ignorant that they didn't even know that that was written as a vietnam draft dodging song that's funny and of course he was a draft dodger so you know there it is that's all the kink in the news yep we're done with kink in the news so before we jump into our um chapter three I just wanted to make note mm-hmm. that the the first few chapters of this book are pretty short. Yep. So even if you haven't read the first few chapters, by the time you get to next week, you will easily have read the first few chapters. Easily. The first one's about two pages, the second one's about six pages, and the third chapter is literally a page and a half. Yeah. So it's easy, easy reader. Yep. And catch up because we want you on the we want you in the conversation. And then I also wanted to touch on that we're, you can look for a, uh, an article coming up in Kink Weekly. Yes, that you wrote. That I wrote about relationship, um, kink relationships. And then we have a seminar on how to find your ideal partner. 
on dating kinky. On dating kinky coming up. So yeah. all of that's in the works. And we encourage people to be li- be part of our listener support group on our Patreon website. Yeah. And so to support us to keep us going. I mean, we love our listeners and we love to acknowledge yeah. you personally. So check us out on uh, Lady Petra Playground on our Patreon site. Yeah, please. And if you get on Apple, give us a rating. So yes, that please. So pushes the podcast to the top of their searches. Yep. And then I just wanted to suggest people who are looking for kinky partners mm-hmm. go to dating kinky it's a free site yeah it's it's well worth it yeah and and uh nookie who runs it nookie notes who runs it is an amazing kink resource and yes. she's got some incredible seminars there and and her she has she's a prolific author herself oh man she writes like a book a month it's amazing anyway Kink Weekly, Kink Dating Kinky, yep. Lady Petra Playground. On Patreon. And then vote for us on Apple. Chapter 3. Yay! So, we're, we jump ahead into their relationship. Right. They It starts out where he, she says, you know, he never talked about us being lovers, and I don't talk about it either. But we're definitely having sex is, yeah. is really the sub, subtext of that. Right. And she even talks about how nobody had ever been able to gratify her the way he does. Right. And there's a lot of dancing around in that. And they have exchanges like, their exchanges beyond the sex acts themselves yeah. are things like, she feel, feels compelled to give him books because she think he's, thinks he's uncultured. Right, she's trying to improve him. She's trying to get to know him personally and improve yeah, him. Yeah, which, which gestures in my mind that, you know, the investment in that kind of um, issue would, would be someone who wants relationship. Yeah. And he's not doing that to her, but he's engaged when she does that. So I don't know if he's fully uh, disconnected from relationship, but he's not looking. He's looking. This is definitely a dynamic. Yes. And, but she wants it to be a relationship. Yes. Well, she's motivated because the way she described it at the end, she's like one of those Japanese flowers that unfolds, and yeah. he's her bowl of water. Yes. So he's creating in her this urging, this yearning, this fulfillment of the 16-year-old dream of being brutally used. Well, yeah, and she and, and what, it, what it also uh, allows for is that She's. She sees the possibility of her authentic self being re- revealed. Yes. Like the she gestures to the sixteen-year-old idea of right. uh, one of her classmates who got married, and on her wedding night was so brutally used uh, that she had to go to the hospital and get stitched up. Yeah, and she dug that. She dug that. She and fantasized she, about. That. Yeah, she thought that was awesome. So there's ho- so many layers there. We talked about this uh, when we were at the distillery about what the layers were but for me that's a masochist okay yes definitely and but there's also more there because you see her seeking relationship okay so there's she wants some connection with him affinity she wants alignment and if you look at the hospital part of it there's an attention thing that happens by having to go you know you get attention because you were tore up right everyone knows right or whoever is going to help you she gets to go to the hospital. She gets to get cared for. So there's another part of it where she gets to get aftercare. She gets the caring 
of oh poor you and i know that there are masochists like that that even the dominant doesn't do aftercare or if they do even after they leave the scene they do the poor me thing for attention mm. So I've heard that. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where this goes. We won't know until we read more and and hear more about where her motivation is. But I'm not saying any of those are her true motivations. I know she's a masochist. However, some of those other parts will tease out over time because yeah. she's definitely looking for relationship. That's why she would even put the effort into providing him books and trying to get him cultured. Yeah, there's definitely a part of her that she understands is a masochist and the way that he takes her sexually makes her feel more fulfilled yeah but there's a conversation about being spanked Mm -hmm. that she shies away from and she's fearful of so it's kind of like she wants it but she's scared of it so the fear is a motivator for her I, i also wonder and we might know this later in the book fear might be a motivator but but fear might be also um, fear of the spanking, but also fear of the the punishment, if you will, if it's considered a punishment, or, or um, not being obedient in in such a way where it yielded you the spanking versus just getting a spanking. I want to know where she's coming from on that because yeah. she's submissive. So let's where is her submission lying in? You know, in chapter two, we sort of got really clear that she's more of a little. She wants that nurturing. She wants that. That's what I mean. So yeah. that think if you think about that, and you think about the hospital, and you think about other parts of that, she's willing to have the masochistic part to get the what she really craves is the little part. I wonder if that's so. Yeah, she could. She could also just like the idea of brutal sex. She could also just like that. No, I think she does, because yeah. I definitely think she's a masochist. But what I'm saying is her little is really strong. Yeah. So that might be pulling her pulling her masochism to the little part that gives her the other parts. Yeah. Which would be, you know, a little is, there's relationship. Sure. She, she, definitely, she definitely is trying to create relationship. She's definitely becoming aware of her sexuality. She, you know, in the in the first chapter, we sort of got the sense like she wasn't aware of her sexuality. She was just being used, mm-hmm. and then that was amplified in the second part where she's just like a little. She's just being well, and she fights her little. So, she, so a lot of times, well, no, she 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 loves that experience of being like treated that way. She does, but as a woman, as a woman, she yeah. fights her little when he calls her on things like she's yeah. a little calls her on her being incorrect right if you listen she doesn't like to be incorrect or wrong or disobedient do you see what i'm saying that's part of that submissive part that i'm still watching for to see it unfold yeah a little bit further um and if you think about this being autobiographical um of sorts with you know some leeway there um you know the, the author was married and had an affair with this Scottish psychiatrist, which is what we're seeing right now in the book. Right. Um, well, was she not divorced? I don't. I don't remember I exactly. She, I but she but what I do know is she's searching for something. You know. Mm-hmm. And she said this relationship, the Gordon relationship, never. She never could shake it. 
through the rest of her life. It always was part of her. It affected her greatly. So I'm curious as to where she discovers herself as her own sexual being in this. Well, I'm getting the sense that she's discovering it. Yeah. I'm in the sense that it's opening up for her. Yeah. And he's really her first dom. Exactly. And, and that's why she can't shake it, because he read her. There was, there, there was a line in this chapter where he, she talks about his evil eyes, and he says, oh, I just see right through you. And she says, well, there's something I'm not going to tell you. So I think that there's a hint of more to come. That's what I think. I mean, she's evolving. I think she's yeah. figuring it out, but I definitely think she's evolving as a character in here. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. But this chapter has made me more interested in seeing what happens next right. because she's now into the flow of their dynamic. Right. And they're having a regular discourse. So we'll see what the next chapter holds for us. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to get juicy. Yeah, I think so too. I'm complete. I'm complete. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!